Marvel returns to theaters with its first Asian hero. Today I'm talking about Chang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends, and welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, a movie I had a lot of fun with, got to see in theaters, and wanted to talk about. So without further ado, let's get started. Whether it's fair or right, Marvel movies have become a benchmark for cultural progress. There was an explosion of enthusiasm for Marvel's first solo movie for a black hero, Black Panther, that may never be matched again. And Captain Marvel received a suitably warm showing as the studio's first female-centric affair. Which makes Shang-Chi, the first Marvel movie with an Asian hero in the lead, Marvel's first origin story in the while, and their first theatrical only release in over a year, another step forward. But how is the movie itself? The film opens with Shang-Chi, now living a seemingly directionist life with his best friend Katie in San Francisco, living as Sean. But when his past and powerful father send a barrage of assassins his way, Shang-Chi must face down his past and his family to fulfill his destiny and possibly save the world. So I had a lot of fun with this one. Is it a familiar Marvel origin story movie? Yes. Are there some tweaks I would make? Also yes. Most of my admittedly small issues with the film have to do with enhancing the themes and giving the characters more time to marinate and grow. Part of this is that we've got three main heroes and a solid cast of supporting characters who are being introduced throughout the film, which in turn means focusing on every single one of them is easier said than done. But that's the nitpick stuff, because my overwhelming feeling was a combo of fun and joy. So here's the highlights. First, we've got fantastic action. I know plenty of people were worried about the action in this movie, specifically how it would be shot. As much as I like Marvel movies, a lot of the action scene editing can be choppy, specifically in close quarters hand-to-hand -hand combat. And considering that's the main form of fighting in this movie, yeah, there were concerns. Thankfully, everything clicks in these scenes. The fight choreography is fantastic, with clear blends of martial arts styles and easter eggs for kung fu fans. For instance, Shang-Chi opening a fight scene by saying, I don't want any trouble, and slowly escalates to scenes to incorporate more CGI before the giant monsters get involved. Yes, there are giant monsters. But even then, the fight choreography is easy to follow. The only ding I have is that some of the fight scenes feel like they should be shot from a few steps back, and the editing isn't as crisp as its Hong Kong inspirations. Then again, getting to see Hong Kong legend Tony Lung face off against Simon Liu is pretty great. We also have a strong thematic focus. There are two regular critiques of Marvel movies. Either the hero is boring or the villain is boring, which is kind of what happens in most superhero movies because the villain is either a malevolent presence that forces the hero to act or a super effective scene stealer with a great point. But Shang-Chi threads the needle by making its leads seeming lack of identity part of the story. The thematic focus of the film is all about grief, specifically the death of Shang-Chi's mother and the family's reaction to it. At first, Chang-Chi held on to everything his father wanted, and vengeance, before denying anything related to his past. Meanwhile, his father built up his evil empire again, and is on a collision course with disaster to hold on to his dead wife's memory. And Chang-Chi's sister has spent her life trying to prove that she doesn't need anyone. One death fractured this family, and either gave them new identities, reverted them back to old habits, or created someone else entirely. 
Hence, when Shang-Chi is introduced, he's directionless and without an identity, because he honestly doesn't know who he is and what he should be. And the film is about him finding his path and direction and how it does or doesn't relate to his family. But that's all warm-up for Tony Lung's Wang Weng Wu, who immediately goes to the top tier of the Marvel villain status. Yu Wen Wu is a great villain because he's wrong, but it's easy to see why he ended up this way. He gave up his old life for the woman he loved, and said old life came back and took her from him. He's never accepted her death or dealt with his grief in a healthy way. And his grief cast a shadow on his children that they haven't been able to get out from under. At the same time, he is terrifying when he shows off his power and refuses to hold back just because he's fighting his son. I'm so glad they got such a capable actor for this film. It's also a celebration of Asian culture from all angles. Something Shang-Chi does, in my opinion, it d does well, is incorporate a ton of elements from Asian and specifically Chinese culture into its narrative, background, and even the fight scenes in a natural way. There's the big obvious stuff, like the inclusion of beasts from Chinese folklore, especially in the finale, the almost entirely Asian cast, and the reworking of the Mandarin thing from Iron Man 3. But there's a lot of little stuff that might be easy to ignore or forget like the Jackie Chan-inspired fight work on the bus, <laughs> Zhu Jinglai's haircut, and, well, everything about Katie's character. She's a second-generation Asian immigrant living in San Francisco who doesn't go by her Chinese name, who is nagged by her family about not living up to her potential, who is also amazing at driving cars, and dresses as I imagine Aquafina does in real life. Even the casting, including Hong Kong staples like Michelle Yeoh teaching Chai Chi, who started a movie with Jet Li called Tai Chi Master, and the aforementioned Tony Young, who has fight a fight scene in a tea house a la Hard Boiled, a movie he was in, is a barrage of great Easter eggs for fans. The verdict is it's a ton of fun. With a great villain, fights, and fun visuals, Shang-Chi is a fun-as-hell blockbuster. 7 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. Stay safe, everybody, and I'll catch you next time.